And that's all from your favorite hip hop artist, but I'm sure you can check back later when Obsession Comes Calling. Hello and welcome to the Absolutely Mental podcast. Uh, I'm here with Angela Tech and she has gone silent. Did you not hear my whole little spiel? No, and I'm so sad. Oh, pure gold. You want to repeat it? Sure. Okay, okay. Let's restart. Okay, restarting. And that's all from your favorite lo-fi hip-hop artist, but I'm sure you can check back later when Obsession comes calling. Hello and welcome to the Absolutely Mental Podcast. <laughs> Hello! I'm here with Angela Tech. And I'm here with Max Holmes. And uh, it is the first one of the new year. Woo! Happy this was new meant to be recorded a couple days ago because... Oh, yeah, happy new year! I haven't spoken to you since last year. <laughs> I know, crazy. <laughs> uh, it is the 3rd of January today. If I'm, Is that right or is it the 4th? Yeah, yeah, it's the third. It's the third. It's the third of January, and today's topic, uh, loosely based, is going to be outlets. Uh, can you tell us what an outlet is, please? Yes. So, um, just from what I've learned and everything, an outlet is kind of a way for us to de-stress or to use um, if we're ever like in a high anxiety mode or maybe depressed or if we're feeling things and we need a way to almost kind of get over. I hate saying the sentence get over it because um, that has like a negative connotation of like, oh, just get over it. But an outlet is basically a form of an activity, um, physical, mental, whatever, that we use to de-stress. Right. Okay. So this will be probably quite a positive thing then. Yeah, because I think uh, with the new year in mind, a lot of people have high expectations for themselves and they're like, oh, I have New Year's resolutions, which I think in some form can be negative because then a lot of people will in time put too much pressure on themselves in the beginning of the new year. That's not very healthy, I don't think, in my personal opinion. No. So um, let's explore the world of outlets. Ooh, we love that. I would like to talk about emotions with outlets because this was one of the first things that I learned when I was in therapy because in my in my form and who I am, I'm a very high sensitive emotional person in the sense of I feel a lot and it's very heavy. And because of that, um, I can get easily angry or sad or excited or whatever. Like my I feel like my emotions are very heightened. And one of my little things that I learned in therapy is we all have emotions and then based on what we do with those emotions, they can either become negative emotions or they can become positive emotions. So just for like a little bit of an example, uh, we have anger, sadness, and guilt, right? Like we can be angry, we can be sad, we can feel guilty about something. All the time, yeah. All the time. And if we ignore those and, you know, kind of like keep it down our throats, you know, ignore it, swallow it, it just believe that it doesn't exist. Um, anger can actually turn into depression and sadness could turn into self-pity and guilt could turn into like toxic shame or pride. Um, and that actually hinders us, you know, as people, whether it's with friends or family, it makes us even more sheltered within ourselves. Whether if you were to bring a voice to that emotion of, oh, I'm feeling really angry at me or maybe maybe let's say I was talking to you Max and I was like Max like what you said earlier made me really upset like that is letting me know that I'm feeling a certain way because of some sort of action that might have happened right well if I bring bring that truth out it turns into 
uh, passion and the other friend like you Max could be like oh my god I didn't know and I'm so sorry and it builds the foundation of a positive friendship whether then I would just become probably more at least for like if I'm angry and I don't do anything I become very quiet it's almost like that whole ghosting thing right and then you could be like oh gee like what the heck is wrong with Angela like, like she must hate me and it's just not a healthy balance and that's why it's important to recognize why you're like how you're feeling and why you're feeling like that and what you need to do so yeah. just with within that in that saying with an outlet um I love to journal that has been one of my biggest mental health preaches I guess like I preach journaling I started journaling because that's what my therapist told me to do because since I have a high emotional state um sometimes my emotions can be very overwhelming and I have a hard time figuring out even just like I know I'm feeling something but I can't figure out what exactly I'm feeling and so when I journal I kind of just let loose like I don't plan like I don't sit down and be like okay today I'm gonna write about I just let the words get onto the page and I let it unravel and I let my brain not feel like this is some sort of essay that is due in school. You just kind of start writing whatever starts to go on your mind into the paper. Like, do you write stories or is it just anything mm-hmm. that you're feeling at the moment? It's a little bit of both, I'll be honest. Some mornings when I journal. So I have like a morning journal and then I have a night journal. And one is specifically like mental health. And one is like actually for like my career health, if that even makes sense. Sure. But... Yeah, half the time, sometimes it'll be very random paragraphs and like none of it really makes any sense. Like nothing's like, it's not like a story where sometimes I'll write letters in my notebook and it could be like I write a letter to myself or maybe I'm writing a letter to a person. Like if I know that like, let's say like, um, well, a while ago, I'll say maybe a few years ago, someone had made me really, really upset because of what they did. And I was having a hard time figure out when it started where that I got really hurt and I wasn't quite sure what I was wanting to do like after everything. And so when I wrote, I wrote them like a letter in my notebook, not that I would ever give them this letter, but I started writing like, um, dear so-and-so. And I kind of just started writing and it made me realize that in fact, I wasn't actually upset with them. I was like, I felt hurt, which is, very very different you know and that's why I started to resent them I wasn't angry at them I I felt more hurt than upset and that's why I've enjoyed journaling because it, it has helped me really pinpoint what emotion I'm feeling and what moment that it happened that's so interesting because it sounds like if you hadn't have taken the opportunity to do that it the problem may have grown yeah, no, it would have. And I have instances in the past where, but and this was before I started journaling or even seeing a therapist. And just that happened where someone would make me upset where I thought I was just angry at them. And it made me very closed off. And then that ruined that friendship. And then, you know, no longer friends. That's so, such a shame. It is such a shame. Um, Ever since I learned about journaling as an outlet, that has changed because, you know, as you know, Max, I'm really into fitness. And that is one of my yeah. passions. And so I would always just assume that breaking a sweat was like the golden rule to feel better. Yeah. Also, one of your favorite outlets is to drag me into your fitness things. 
um, because for those of for those people that don't know, which I assume is of the majority, uh, Miss Angela Tech is incredibly fit, <laughs> and I am not the most unfit oh, person on planet Earth, you but definitely fit. not the fittest person on planet Earth. <laughs> Uh, so sometimes she just murders me, just murders <laughs> me beyond all compare, making me carry plates above my head and squat down. <laughs> Get on. What was the thing you made me do? Oh, my on... favorite thing is you put like um one of the weighted plates on the ground and you do a reverse lunge with like the barbell and then you bring oh your my knee God. up. <laughs> Stop. No, it's so fun. It's so fun. I That it. was like, I nearly killed someone by dropping a weight. <laughs> It was terrifying. And then the next morning, you like you go to bed and you're like, cool, yeah, I'm really proud of myself. Next morning, can't move. Can't move. <laughs> you're like, I've got class in half an hour. I'm going to have to get there somehow. And then you leave, yes. you know, you leave like 25 minutes early just to get there because you're like, I've got to go up those bloody stairs. But that's the thing is like you would break a sweat and you work out and you feel good because the serotonin levels are high. And that was my way. Like when I was, you know, back then I was like, oh, I feel much better because I just did this huge workout. But then the next day would roll around and that serotonin level was back to normal, and I still felt very like angry, and like upset at so and so or at something. Like it was, yeah. It would it would like take away the pain for the moment, but then it would never actually resolve. Obviously, I think that's so because they always say like if oh, if you're angry, working out. I don't want to focus on anger. No, but, yeah, yeah. Um, if you're angry, like working out is a really good way to get rid of that. Um, that terrible chesty angry pent up feeling because you do you use those muscles and you can get like your anger into the effort almost yeah. like um i was a swimmer for the like a competitive swimmer um growing up in high school and college and that or community college mm -hmm. and um my best races when i was angry like really properly angry yeah there was a football player mm -hmm. um he talked about his mental state a lot and he's like he's like i get so like upset when i'm at home but there's like on the football pitch i can like I can hype everyone up and it hypes me up and it makes me feel proper good. And it's like, that's, that's very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm not saying that like working out isn't an outlet because for some people that truly does like help figure out emotions or kind of get rid of like the angstiness of something. Yeah. Um, I just realized over the course of uh, like therapy and learning about myself that fitness helped, but it wasn't an outlet for me specifically the um uh, the brain capacity portion <laughs> of the subject belongs to you as most of these subjects will mm. but uh, in terms of my like outlets music is probably one of the biggest ones i've mm. been playing guitar for so long and i love the, the amount of attitude and mood you could put into playing um and you know like really proper guitarists and proper famous musicians they go oh i can't say um you know it's way easiest for me to speak when i play the guitar or mm -hmm. whatever and i don't know if i'm particularly on that level but i do understand that the the amount of satisfaction and release there is from playing or, li or even just listening really yeah. or even admiring yeah. like music that you love can have such a day change yeah i agree it's unreal well and honestly even it whether it's songwriting because i do agree like when i when i sit down and write a song based off of a moment or something that helps clear the whole thing for me too and it's it's a way to just express yourself about something and just even when you you know and if you guys don't check out his music please do because max is an incredibly gifted guitarist oh but when oh. you play your music it's almost as if you're you're like that's like almost your form of journaling for me like my journaling is like you playing guitar in about in middle school i used to have a book where i just wrote short like short kind of short stories mm -hmm. 
And uh, some of them were, <laughs> I found it like a year ago and some of them were pretty messed up. Like I was killing everyone in this story. It was horrifying. I had a story that was based on, I had a story that was like seven, was it seven? No, it was nine. It was like, there was like nine best friends uh-huh. and they all lived next door to each other on the same street. So every morning they would walk to school together and it was like, oh, we're the best friends. It's brilliant. You know, yeah. never going to split us up. And then one morning they wake up and outside every single one of their front doors there's like uh, you know the huge hedge maze from harry potter and the goblet of fire yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it was like that like huge like 25 foot tall hedge maze and they could all hear each other oh they couldn't see each other yeah. and then one by one they got like picked <laughs> off oh by God, his monster <laughs> in the maze until it was the last guy and then he got out and he was like oh i lost lost all my <laughs> i made a terrible um uh, cover for it as well oh like I God. did like artwork I just drew it with like colored pencils oh. I'm like what on earth was wrong this is like sixth grade me oh my gosh well I mean speaking of friends some you know like some people use friends as an outlet even you know to vent or to have laughs and stuff and I don't know about you but just from my own experience there's venting to a friend and then acting as if your friend is your therapist obviously your friend as a therapist is not healthy at all for your friendship relationship Mm. because it's like you're relying on them and you're almost like taxing them with your emotions and almost like making them fatigued I guess using friends I think as an outlet is like you can do it but I personally think that there's like a there's a way to do it yeah I think there's a bit of an evolution with that because when I was younger, like, I feel like a lot of my friends would come to me to ask me for, like, advice and problems. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But I always, I called myself, uh, there was a radio show called Dr. Laura. Mm-hmm. And she would, like, people would call in and then she would, like, help them with their problems. Yeah. And I was, like, I'm the Dr. Laura of the friend group. Yeah. Um, but then as we grew up a little bit, the problems started to get a bit more serious. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, like, you know, you grow up a little bit and your mind changes mm-hmm. and, you know, new experiences and whatever. And so like, I'm like, oh, God, I, I, you know, tell you what, I don't know how to respond to this problem. Yeah. So I, I found myself not as helpful yeah. to my friends. And I was like, shit, I'm not I'm not being it's, I felt like I wasn't being as good as a friend. I'm, like, I'm not a trained person to respond to yeah, these type exactly. of questions. I don't know. So, yeah. No. And that's like the scary part is when people will rely on somebody that's their friend it's like it's it's good that you have like a support system but like when you start realizing like i mean it's like you said earlier like oh angela has like more of the the knowledge about mental i have some knowledge but i'm nowhere near qualified as like a therapist would be and i think like we forget that when we're like venting out our problems to somebody where it it doesn't even it's not just a vent it becomes like tell me what to do and so and we're all like the same age so we're all going through the same the same stuff and it's like uh Mm. i don't even know what i'm doing tomorrow like how am i supposed to know what best is for you and i think that's kind of a little bit scary for going on in the next few years too is just knowing what healthy outlets there are because everybody does need them um it's funny that you say it almost becomes like tell me what to do yeah you know asking for the what what where's my guidance yeah. what do i do it's like mate i you know I, I i want to help but quite honestly you've got me at sea as well <laughs> yes. well and then it's scary because it's like what if you give them the wrong thing to do and then they do oh, it God, and then even. it screws up their life and then they're like why the heck did you tell me to do that and it's like whoa 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 
Like it was just a suggestion. <laughs> just a suggestion. Yeah, I know. And and that's kind of I feel like too a mixed up um idea of what therapy is because I remember the first few weeks getting to know my therapist when she first told me like how she worked and everything. She was like right off the 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 bat like I'm never going to tell you what to do. I'm never going to suggest anything. Like I'm here to work with you. You will eventually figure out what to do. Like it was like that type of building up. Like I'm here to help you figure out what is wrong, but I'm never going to tell you what you should do. What do you think is the best instance in your like do you think that journaling has been the most helpful do you think that music's been the most helpful do you think exercise is there a specific one or are they all equal in your books so when um I was really thinking about this as much as I love fitness I love working out as you know I don't necessarily think it's the best outlet for me when in like trying to figure out my emotions and trying to figure out what I need I think actually it's more of like a stabilizer in my life um, or fitness just acts as like kind of like a shield almost to like, it's like when I go to the gym, I like forget about what happened or like what is happening or what I'm stressed about. Like, cause I go in and I just focus on my workout and it helps my mental health because it kind of gives me that break in the day of not stressing about that specific thing. It's not the best outlet because it doesn't actually do anything for me for the future. Yeah, okay. whereas I think songwriting and journaling really help because songwriting, it kind of gets me the feel of the emotion because I'll like write the song and I'll start feeling that fear or nervous or whatever. Like I feel that in my music. And then when I journal, I feel like it all kind of comes spewing out. I think backup outlets are a healthy thing to have because I had an instance. Um, I had a, a terrible week at school. It was about a year and a mm-hmm. half ago. Um during the summer sessions and I had a terrible week at school. I was working my ass off in this class that was um, international students came over um, from three different countries, Australia, Norway, and China. And we were working like literally about seven in the morning to about eight at night every day to prepare this big presentation mm-hmm. um, on the Saturday. And I was like, this is going to be fine. Cause at the end of the week, I've got that gig and it'll be really fun. I, I was playing guitar for this, for this mm-hmm. girl. And uh, she was the star. And we were in her band. So like I was mm-hmm. in her band. So, you know, I was just playing guitar. And I was like, that'll be really fun. I know the songs. None of them are too difficult. It'll be a good time. She usually pulls a bit of an audience. So it'll be fun. And then on the night of the gig, I'm like, oh, I'm so, I'm just, I wasn't nervous at all. I'm like, this is going to be so much fun. It will be such a giggle. My friend Tyler's here. It'll be, it'll be, a, <laughs> it'll be so much fun. And we were playing second. So the first band doesn't show up. Oh, gosh. They're not there. Like none of what? them are there. And we're like, okay do we give them a bit of time and then the person do you know have you been you went to the end right no i haven't gone to the end yet oh my god okay so the end is this venue in nashville it's dirty grimy <laughs> it's hot as hell in be, there you have to There's be 21 this... enough to get in right because uh-huh. i think that's why i don't think if, if you're playing you don't have well, to yeah I, I never played there but like i think like you invited me to this show but i was only 20 at the time so i couldn't get in oh damn yeah, yeah i must have because I, I think i've yeah. played it i don't know i think i played it about five yeah. times but so they didn't show up so we're just waiting and the bloke who owns the place um goes oh we'll give them a bit of time and it was like an hour <gasps> went by people start leaving and we were like we got we got to go on so we went on and then the singer the girl the star of the show she goes oh, i'm really kind of not feeling it and i'm like oh, <laughs> i was like you've got you've got about 35 people out there that have, that have paid six quid or whatever to yeah. get in here we've got to give them a show and she's like all right 
we'll just uh, we'll cut the set in half. And I was what? like, what? And then she said she started feeling ill, like she was sick. Oh. And then the song, so the set list went from 10 songs to five songs to two Whoa. songs. So we played two songs and like, it was just so, I was like, wow, this evening has fell through so yeah. quick. Yeah, what the heck? And like, I had lugged all the gear there. That was my, my car yeah. was you almost always used for yeah. the gear. We had, to, we had a bloody show in Iowa once. I had to drive from Nashville to Iowa oh with God. bloody, in my Ford Fiesta and lug all the gear with my six foot three bass player oh in the passenger seat who was not very fond of the leg yeah. room. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Oh my gosh. Wait, do, so what did you do like after that? Like, how are you feeling? Probably even more frustrated. Um, so what I ended up doing was me and my mate Tyler went and got a smoothie, laid on the sofa and just like completely vibed oh, out yeah. listening to his amazing uh-huh. music. And I was like, this is quality. But at the time I was like, this it just goes bad to worse. Yeah. Just like the kicking you when you're yeah. down. The world, I suppose, kicking you when you're down. It's like, I really wanted to yeah. play that show. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, but that's, uh, that's when but, friends you know. come in handy. Just having, having is. someone physically there. Like, sometimes you don't even need to talk. Like, just straight up vibing with a friend when you're stressed can kind of be, like, one of the best things ever. Yeah. And by the way, I speak no negative words about the end. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, venue in no. Nashville. It's a brilliant place to play if you're an up and coming yeah, band. No. So I don't no, want to spread any, spread any no, badness. Yeah, spread badness. I think your description, I think it was very, I think it was correct, but like in the best way. I've seen like pictures of that venue and like, I think it's amazing. It has, it has, a, it's a great it has, rock and like, roll venue as well. Atmosphere. It does. Yeah. It's dark. It's red. It's like dark mm. and red and musty. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. For the little mental health fact uh, for the day, I kind of want to just, just bring light to what I talked about earlier about how emotions, if you ignore them, they can turn into something even more harsher. Or if you actually choose to do something about your emotions in a positive way, they can bring about something good and healthy, uh, whether to yourself or like with people. So just like when you're afraid, if you just hold on to that fear and you don't act upon it or you don't try and do anything about it. It can turn into anxiety um, or even rage. Um, But if you turn and you like maybe talk to somebody or you speak about like, Oh, I'm really afraid of this test. It can turn into, it says like wisdom. Um, There's this whole like sheet. Um, If I can share it somehow, I will. Um, maybe maybe we'll have an Instagram one day and I can share this this chart because it's it's really mm. it's really interesting to see what emotions turn into what based on like what you decide to do. Yeah, it's interesting. You showed me that bit of paper and some of the things because you don't I don't think about what emotions turn into what feelings mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but when you see it written on a piece of paper, you go, yeah, I tell you what, if I was if I was angry and, you know, I left it that long, it would turn into like, you know, a, a fear or something yeah. like that. So. You know, I just suppose just to have the little a bit, the little amount of knowledge, even on that bit of paper is useful for anybody. Because then you can, when you're using a healthy outlet, um, whether maybe it's cooking or music or friends or fitness or journaling, like in a way, I don't know, like an outlet for me, it lets me kind of like feel relaxed, but like I think about what's going on. And then you can think about, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, like, I guess I really am feeling guilt instead of lonely. Like you really get to corner your brain for just a calm minute and you get to be like, oh, yeah, wow, I thought I was feeling like this, but I actually feel like this. 
I would almost consider this podcast that we do a bit of an outlet for me because some of the stuff that you talk about, I genuinely feel like I'm gaining a bit of knowledge into things or instances that I think about. Yeah. Um, I'm like, you know what, that's kind of relevant to what I did the other day or, you know, what, that's kind of relevant to what how I acted X yeah. months ago. Well, it's just like, you know, when just even like a few nights ago, my so my roommate is gone and because, you know, she left for Christmas, same as me, but I came back earlier and she's not going to be back until like a few days later so I've been at my apartment alone and like it's crazy how like loneliness or just being alone can creep up on me because then I'll start thinking mm-hmm. like god do I even have friends or does anybody like no oh my but god. isn't that like I think that's it's unbelievable like, that's what happens in my mind and I have to remember that being alone or be feeling lonely in a sense or like being lonely shouldn't always be taken so negatively because being alone is also a great thing and it allows me to focus on myself and what I want and it gives me a break kind of like the um the social battery if you know what I'm talking about like when your social battery dies the social Have you battery heard about that? Uh, oh my god I'm no. writing this down we're talking about it in the next episode it's a thing it's like for extroverts and introverts does the social battery come with a different cable every couple of years so you have to go buy another one? <laughs> it's kind of like your on like your phone, you know, like your power and how it goes down when it's like like chart like when it's dying. Oh, is it just when you get tired of seeing yeah, people yeah, or interacting yeah, yeah. with people battery. at some point? Okay. Yeah, yeah, obviously, you know, the social battery. <laughs> I would consider social batteries if you got in a fight in public. That would be social oh, battery. Oh, you're thinking of battery. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, exactly. I'm thinking no, of battery. No, no, no. I think that's another topic for another day is just like understanding that loneliness does not mean like you're you're alone per se or that anyone doesn't like you or stuff. I think it's like the FOMO thing, fear of missing out. I love a bit of alone time or I usually fill that time by watching uh, Korean dramas. (laughs) Korean dramas? What's your current? Do you have a favorite favorite Korean drama? Crash Landing on You on Netflix. Highly recommend crash it's landing so on you good, max you have no idea i, I love that title it's that's amazing. a brilliant title i highly recommend watching it i watch it in subs okay because yeah. you're no, not no, that no, fluent not yet. yet but one day you should have we should have a little bit if where you say something <laughs> in korean and then we can track <laughs> oh, your progress God, terrified. no literally anytime anyone's like speak korean i get so anxious <laughs> i would never get if someone asked me um, to speak in French because I, I, I can't anymore. There was a period of time in about middle school, beginning of high school, where I could speak some French. I wouldn't really care because I'm like, oh, of course, it's not my native language. I'm just yeah. trying to learn it. So <laughs> I just, just, you go, just go for, for it. it. So all in all, uh, we talked about outlets and our personal experiences about finding our outlets. And the most I can say is if you're thinking, well, maybe I want to pick up this, pick it up. See if it really helps you out. See if it helps with your stress. Um, see if it helps for the time, but then you like when you're living your life, that stress comes back and you're still unsure what it means. And just remember that we're all humans. We all feel things and we feel things differently. So finding your outlets is super valid and super important in this weird time, especially. And just take care of yourself and have a great rest of your life. And we'll see you. What a fantastic (laughs) little ending. But we will see you guys next week. And we are, we think, maybe not, but I think we're going to touch base about social batteries and the extrovert, introvert lifestyles. So. Yes, I'll be going into public and starting we many fights. <laughs>
for social, social battery. <laughs> but this is the Absolutely Mental Podcast. I'm Angela Tech. I'm Max Holmes. And have a great day. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>